0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: It's
2: Duffy's Tavern, brought to you transcribed by the National Broadcasting Company, with Charlie Cantor as Finnegan, Hazel Sherman as Miss Duffy, that's shown at the piano, our guest, Deems Taylor, and starring Archie himself, Ed...
1: Gardner! Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you late? Me, eat? Archie, the manager, speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. I guess who's coming down tonight. The man who made musical criticism a household word. No, not President Truman. That was no household word. No, it's Deems Taylor. Deems. You know, like in, uh, Deems, Dem <laughs> You never heard of him. But, Duffy, he's an institution. Deems is to American music what, uh, or Groton is to cheese. <clears throat> Look, Duffy, remember when we used to turn on the radio and, uh, listen to them dull concerts, you know? Well, uh, he's the guy that used to liven them up with that dull talk. <laughs> That's the guy, yeah, from the Philharmonica. <laughs> it was his job to kind of blab about what was going on on the stage, sort of a combination of stool pigeon and peeping and Tom. <laughs> huh? Oh, yes, uh, very distinguished, you know. Uh, austere and dignified and aristocratic. Bald-headed. <laughs> Kid, bald as a bat. <laughs> He's the only actor on television that can get away with showing more flesh than Dagmar. <laughs> well, he's coming down tonight to listen to an opera I have wrote for television. Look, Duffy, a crude, vulgar sound like that don't make you know Deems Taylor. <clears throat> so many people don't seem to like television. (laughs) Well, let's see here. I better check this opera to see if I made any mistakes. Let's see. Act one. The curtain rises.
2: That's your first mistake. Quiet,
1: Fats. As the opera opens, the Duke has lost his entire fortune. As he comes home from his mother's funeral he learns that his son has been run over by a beer truck. <laughs> so, racked with fever and malaria, he walks into his house, and he finds his wife in the arms of his best friend. So, turning to the audience, he stabs himself with his dagger as he sings, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning. <laughs> well, that part's okay. I... I just wonder what I should call this opera. Uh, what what would be a good title for an opera, Fats? Lohengrin. Nah, eh, that sounds a little corny. How about Pagliacci? No, it don't sound like it'd be a name to catch on. How about Figaro? Don't be silly, that's a fertilizer.
2: Well, we're getting close.
1: What do you, what do you mean? mean? When I want lousy criticism, I'll ask Deems Taylor for it. Who's Deems Taylor? Who was Deems Taylor? <laughs> he only happens to be such a big name in the music world, he has his own key to the washroom at the Met. <laughs> <laughs> That's one guy that knows everything there is to know about music. Yeah?
2: Then why ain't he got his own band?
1: <laughs> well, in fact, she's he's a critic. You know, the guy ain't got no talent himself. He's just an authority. <laughs> he tells other people what's wrong with them. you know. He, he can take any opera, say, say like Tannenbaum, you know. <laughs> he can tell you exactly how many notes there is on page 16. Suppose nobody asked him. James is the type of man who will tell them anyway. <laughs> yep, he can even tell you anything you want to know about any composer, living or dead.
0: Uh, oh. oh,
1: hello, Finnegan. Hey, what's that you're writing? I'm knocking
0: out an opera. Oh. Say, could you use a good soprano?
1: Who's the soprano? Me. Finnegan, in order to be a soprano, you've got to be a dame.
0: Oh, then it wouldn't be worth it. Right. You were singing. What's the matter? Thing? I've been studying. You want to hear me sing up the scale? Perish forbid. Oh, listen.
1: That was up the scale. Uh-huh. Now, leave me hear you sing down the scale.
3: Well,
1: his voice ain't bad, but he's got a horrible sense of direction. <laughs> Well, Lord, you can't have
0: everything. Look, uh, who learned you to sing like that anyhow, Miss, Miss Duffy? No, it wasn't Miss Duffy. I learned it from listening to the birds. To the birds? Oh, exactly. Birds can sing better than anybody.
1: Birds can sing. What are you talking? People can sing rings around birds anytime.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Take Lily Punch. She can hit an F above a high C.
0: While balancing herself on a telephone wire? <laughs> Well, or scratching herself behind the ear with her left leg.
1: (laughs) Okay, Finnegan, you made your point. Nothing the hard way. (laughs) Now, leave me get back to my opera. Now, let me see. Uh, Oh, hello,
4: Archie. Oh, hello, Miss
1: Duffy. Uh, Don't bother me here for a minute. I'm busy now. As the curtain goes up, revealing the second cadenza, our, uh... A hero, Anthony.
4: You know, Archie, everything you write always has the stamp of your personality on it. Yeah. Your work is always so. Uh, What's the word?
1: Uh, individual. No. Uh, unique. No. Imaginative. No. I'm afraid your vocabulary is lousy.
4: That's the word, lousy. <laughs> I
1: ain't asking you. What do women know about composing music anyhow? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: Could I take part in this conversation? All right, Finnegan.
1: What do you want to say? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that throws a different light on it. Miss Duffy, I, I defy you if you can name me one great woman composer who was a member of the female sex.
4: A great woman composer? Uh, Joan Sebastian Bach.
1: <laughs> well, her, yeah, but... Uh...
3: <laughs>
1: but that's just one. Let me see your name another.
4: Uh, Paderewski.
1: Paderewski was a guy.
4: I am referring to his mother. She was a woman.
1: What's that got to do with it?
4: Who do you think beat him so he'd learn to play the piano?
1: Oh, why do I waste me time?
4: Archie, you seem to forget that I have a musical background.
1: Only when you're standing in front of a jukebox. (laughs) Uh, where did you get a musical background?
4: From my grandfather. Your
1: grandfather?
4: Yeah, he was a musician.
1: A musician? He was an organ grinder on a hurdy-gurdy. Some musician.
4: Just a minute. In Daniel Webster's dictionary, a musician is defined as one who produces music, right? So? What do you think came out of that hurdy-gurdy? Chopped <laughs> liver?
1: <laughs> okay, so your grandfather was another McRan enough. <laughs>
4: He was better. I'd like to see how good McRananoff could play with a cop chasing him down the street.
1: (laughs) Or sitting on a telephone wire, scratching his hair with his left leg. (laughs) So this is what you call a musical background, huh?
4: How about Papa?
1: What about him?
4: He's always singing.
1: Your old man always sings?
4: Certainly. Every time he's in the bathtub.
1: And he'd be much better off if he sang off now. (laughs)
4: Oh, yeah? Have you ever heard him sing, Sweet Adeline?
1: Only once. A duet with a lamppost. <laughs> the lamppost sounded better. <laughs> now, beat it, Miss Duffy. i got to get back in my creative mood. Oh, Fats... Uh, yeah? Fats, uh, play me some opera to put me in a mood, huh?
2: Sorry, boss. I only know the popular stuff.
1: Oh, then. Okay, then. Play some popular stuff. It may please the peasants.
2: <laughs> Just picture a penthouse... Way up in the sky, with hinges on chimneys for clouds to roll by. A sweet slice of heaven for just you and I. When we alone, from out of society we'll stay aloof, Live in propriety there on our room To heavenly hermits we will be in truth. When we alone, we we'll live life's bad pattern. As we view old Manhattan. We can thank our lucky stars That we live in as we are In our little penthouse we'll always confide To keep love and romance forever alive In view of the Hudson just over the drive mad pattern as we view old manhattan we can thank our lucky
3: stars
2: that we live in as we are in our little penthouse we'll always contrive to keep loving romance forever alive in view of the huts and just over the drive, when we alone
1: i boy, Fats, but I got to finish this opera now before Deems gets here. Let's see. As the curtain goes up, the Duke has stabbed everybody on the stage. <laughs> so, not wishing to go out into the audience, he now stabs himself. <clears throat> As he gasps for breath, he pulls up his sleeve, and there, to his surprise, he finds a bite mark. It is a Salisbury strawberry. E good gad, he yells. I am my own half-brother. Well, Mr. Archie. Yeah, Fats. You want to taste this soup to see if it's all right? Okay. Tastes all right.
5: I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you one thing, Archie. What? You are sipping it in E flat.
0: James Taylor!
1: Seems glad to see you back at the tavern again. How does the old place look to you? Well,
5: now I know how Orpheus felt in Hades. (laughs) This I ain't acquainted with. Have you any other observations? Well, I must compliment you on one thing, Archie. What's that? The way you've erased the customers in such neat piles.
3: (laughs)
1: I suppose you're used to the Metropolitan where they sleep sitting up.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but don't underestimate this place, James. You know something? What? Irving Berlin himself sat at this very table, and he himself wrote that music right there on that tablecloth. Oh,
5: that's what it is on that tablecloth. Let me yeah. see. Hmm, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Ouch! What happened? One of the half notes just jumped off the table and bit my hand.
1: <laughs> Guess it was just professional jealousy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, this has all been very delightful. Now I think I'll go. Go? <clears throat> but you just got here. Can you think of a better time? <laughs>
1: But we ain't even chit chatted, Deems. Uh, tell me what you've been doing. You've been working on FM. FM? Yeah, television.
3: <laughs>
5: you should be great on it, huh? <laughs> well, to be frank, I I am rather photogenic.
1: <laughs> well, everybody's scared at first. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that even when Milton Broil started, his hair stood right on... You wouldn't have to worry about that.
5: (laughs) Archie, please, I'm I'm a little sensitive about my departed pompadour. Oh, sorry. It's a rather sad chapter in my life. Yeah,
1: sensitive, huh? Well, then, leave us not talk about it. Thank you. Not at all. Not at all. We'll talk about something else. Yes. Tell me, how'd you get so baldy, (laughs) Danes?
5: Well, I, I gave my hair to my profession. You gave your hat to your profession? Yes, I was attending a rehearsal of an Indian opera. Naturally, I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I woke up, I was scalped.
1: (laughs) Well, you can't say the Indian wasn't thorough. (coughs) But I am being a thoughtless mine host. How about a bite to eat, deems? Uh, Fats, take Mr. Taylor's order, huh? Uh, What have you, Fats?
2: Well, would you like the 30-cent dinner or the 50-cent dinner? What's the difference? With the 50 cents dinner, you get a fly swatter.
5: Uh, uh, give me the uh, 50 cent dinner. I need the exercise.
0: I uh,
1: What is it, Finnegan?
0: Who's the guy with the crew haircut? <laughs>
1: the crew bailed out. <laughs> I mean, this yeah, happens yeah. to be Deems Taylor, and he's very sensitive about it, his lack of no hair, see? So remember, don't mention hair when you're talking to
0: him. Oh, another word. I'll leave it to me. Well, Deems Taylor, as I live and breathe. Why,
1: well, you do, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, simul- <laughs> and simultaneously, too. <laughs> Is it okay to talk to the guy? Yeah, only remember what I told you. I got you. A nice day today, ain't it? Certainly is. My, but you're looking well. Why? Thank you. Tell me, who does your scalp? What's the matter, dude? Did I let it slip? Talk to the guy
1: about something else. Uh, talk about
0: music. Oh, okay, music. Say, it, uh, Mr. Taylor, why do I always get you confused with Spike Jones? <laughs> because you're a jerk. <laughs> oh, that's it. I couldn't quite put my finger on it.
5: <laughs> now, Archie, uh, you're you're much too intolerant. Hmm? Finnegan has to be treated with understanding and patience. Uh, Finnegan, my friend... Yeah? Uh, Spike Jones is an exponent of jazz and musical burlesque Oh While I, on the other hand, am uh, what they call a long hair What'd you do, leave it home? <laughs> Archie Uh, what was that word you used a moment ago? Joke Thank you Finnegan, you're a joke Beat it <laughs> Why, (laughs) Deems? Why, say, Archie, this is a surprise. I knew you had a piano here, but I didn't know it was a baby grand.
4: I beg your pardon.
1: Deems, this is Miss Duffy. Oh. The piano's the one over there with the shapely legs.
4: (laughs) So you're Deems Taylor, the well-known critic. That's right. So what have you got to be so critical about?
1: (laughs) Duffy, that's his job. The guy criticizes music.
4: Do you hate music?
1: No, I love it.
4: Then why criticize it? Well, uh, Why don't uh, you criticize architecture?
5: Really, I haven't the slightest interest in architecture.
4: That's right. Throw Katrinka Yarbutz's mother out of work.
1: Katrinka Yarbutz's mother?
4: She's a steeplejack.
1: <laughs> How did Katrinka Yarbutz get into this?
4: I suppose she's not welcome just because she's from Lithuania.
1: (laughs) Miss Duffy,
5: look, I'm only trying to tell you that my field is music.
4: So what's wrong with the music from Lithuania?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Miss Duffy, please, uh, let's drop the subject and go on to something, shall I say, more important.
4: Well, I, I know what you mean, but frankly, you're much too old for me. In fact, you remind me of my father.
5: <laughs> well, that makes us even. You remind me of my father.
1: <laughs> look, Miss Duffy, you have just been exited. Uh, now, look, Deems, I got a little surprise for you. Another? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess a lot of morons uh, come to you with operas they have written,
5: huh? Oh, that's right. Where's, where's yours? <laughs>
1: Right here, Uh, and it's the first opera ever wrote for television. It's years ahead of its time. I can wait. (laughs) But I can't, so uh, why don't you take it over in the corner and read it, you know, just quiet like. Mm. Couldn't I scream just once? (laughs) Well, if the mood seizes you. Mm. Let me look at this.
5: Uh, You say you wrote this opera for television? Mm Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do, bring back radio? Uh, Say, Archie. Yeah, dames. It says here on the opera, written by Archini. Is that you? Of course.
1: <laughs> I figured Archie was too plain for opera, so I decided to uh, adopt a musical name, you know, a metronome. <laughs> Tell me, Deems, uh, did you look over the opera? Yes. What do you think of
5: it? Well, uh, considering the fact that you never went to school, <laughs> it's horrible.
1: <laughs> look, Deems, you're just looking at the raw music. It'll sound better when you hear yourself singing it. I would rather drop dead. <laughs> Not until the second act. <clears throat> well, what do you say? Will you sing it, yes or no? No. No, huh? Deems, I got 23 more bald-headed jokes. You have? Yeah. Toreador! boy, Deems! Glad to have you in the cast. Now, here, Finnegan, Miss Duffy, here's your parts. Uh, Fats, you're the orchestra. Uh, Overture, please. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gents, I am honored to present a new opera wrote by my esteemed self. This opera tells the story of an ancient and royal Italian family named the Pastos and their enemies, the Antipastos. (laughs) The part of Prince Cacciatore Pasto will be sung by Mr. Deems Taylor, our eminent contemporary and (laughs) mezzo-barracuda. Now, the part of his sweetheart, Princess Vermicelli Antipasto, will be sung by the well-known lyric falsetto uh, and popular cashier and girl after men about town, (laughs) Miss Duffy. Thank you. And now the house lights dim, and the curtain rises on the first libretto.
4: Oh, Cacciatore, how...
5: I'm so mad about you.
3: Oh, Moon.
5: Oh, Joe.
3: E good dad.
1: Boy, is this bad. Please, Mr. Taylor. Tonight, you are not a critic. You are merely a broken-down opera singer. Oh, I'm sorry. Granted...
5: You are telling me,
4: dear, shall we laugh a cry?
5: You laugh, and I will cry.
4: Ha,
3: ha, ha, ho, 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 ho,
5: ho, ho, Oh, <laughs> This music, uh, yes, it's uh, La Donna Immobile.
1: Thanks, and it gets even better. <laughs> Continue,
4: orchestra.
5: Oh princess, oh princess, a man cometh through the forest.
4: It's my trusty servant, an old family container.
3: <laughs> uh, oh
0: princess, princess, wither art thou?
4: I wither here. <laughs> Whither art thou? What hies you hence?
0: I come tiding sad barons, uh, tithing bad terrors. I get, uh, p- kiddo, I got news for you. <laughs> Princess, the, your old man, the baron the Pasto, approaches Fort he has found out that you are in love with this son of a mortal enemy.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: quickly, Cacciatore. We must flee. Flee,
0: flee,
3: flee, flee. flee, flee. flee. Some tragedy. Oh,
5: it is too late to flee, my love. Here is your father now. Well, where is our old man?
0: and you're the father, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, hello, my daughter. What are you doing with this son of the man I hate? (laughs) Prince Cacciatore, wither is your father. I wither right here, Auntie Pasto. Wouldst make order of it? Now, please, no scenes, Pop. Pasto, I hate you. (laughs) And I hate you. Oh, I hate you. And I hate you. And I hate you more than you hate me. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. We, we hate, hate each other, other with a love. love, love. that's
3: <laughs> uh,
0: true. Yes, Pasto. Didst thou bring thou swords? I didst. Wouldst fight? Wouldst? Then, sir, on guards. Ooh.
4: Stop them catch before they thunder each other from limb to limb.
5: I cannot bear Michelle, lest they will
1: sunder me.
4: Then I will stop them, though it costs me my blood life.
1: Gazooks! The princess has run betwixt them. She has just been stabbed on stage left. Okay, Miss Duffy. Uh, <clears throat> there's your cue. Drop dead.
3: <laughs> oh. Eek!
1: Oh, Tis the death rattle.
3: <laughs>
0: I fear I have stabbed your daughter to the quick. Uh, no, Pato. Thee have stabbed thine own daughter. What, ye verily? Yes. What dire allow doest thou sayest, thou man? <laughs> Tis the truth I speak, Pasto. I am the old nurse. And when the prince and princess were mere babes in arms, I got them all mixed up one day. Now <laughs> mixest them up? Yeah, I us them up. I got them all mixed up. I couldn't tell them apart. I got them all mixed up. I mixed them up. They mixed us <laughs> up. Then,
5: then, Vermicelli, I am you.
4: Yes, Cacciatore. And I am you.
0: And he is she.
1: And she is he. And T for two and two for God, oh, please. Stop it. Don't massacrate this noble music. Now, go ahead, Miss Duffy. Will you please resume dying?
4: Oh, Cacciatore, I am dying. My tide <coughs> is ebbing fast away.
5: Oh, princess, per favore, do not leave me.
4: I'm sorry, my prince, but... The time has come when I must die Tell us why For Gabriel blows his horn at I Please, Please don't, don't die.
0: die Oh, princess, don't leave me like this Oh, no, you can't just die and leave the prince like this
3: I've got to go
0: Oh, no, no,
3: no Yes, I must go Oh, no, no, no Yes, I must go Oh, oh no, 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 no. no. No, no, no,
0: no. Then she is not the only one. There goes Deems.
4: She's had all he can stand, it seems. Come back, Deems.
5: No, R.J. I must leave, methinks. But first, I'd like to say that this here opera,
3: Deems. <laughs>
2: Listen again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, transcribed by NBC.